You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is Pharmacy Crossroads with your host, community pharmacy business veteran, the road trip guy, Bruce Leland. Community pharmacy is at a crossroads. Pharmacy owners across the country are evolving their pharmacy businesses and making a bigger impact on their communities. Bruce talks with the most innovative community pharmacy owners, pharmacy industry experts, and people who are passionate about the business of pharmacy and its impact on community health care. Pharmacy Crossroads is a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And now, here's our host, Bruce Neeland. Hello, uh, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. My name is Bruce Neeland, and I'm the host. Today, I'm more than excited to say I have two amazing uh, pharmacy industry executives on with me. The first one probably needs no introduction, Jeff Key. He's the president of Pioneer RX. Um, has done a remarkable job of helping pharmacies across the country do more and be better with the software services that they provide and a whole host of other things that they do. Uh, Joining Jeff and I today is Craig McEwen. Craig is the CEO of RedSail Technologies. Um, The big news is last month, RedSail Technologies and uh, Pioneer RX agreed to a merger. And so we're here today to talk a little bit about how that merger is going to benefit the pharmacy industry. And since Jeff is pretty well known with the listeners of uh, my podcast, uh, Craig, I'm going to ask you to take a minute and just give our listeners a brief overview of who you are and where you've come from and who the heck Red Sales Technologies is. Well, Bruce, it's a pleasure to, to be on your show. And, and first, thank you for everything you do for independent pharmacy. We we very much appreciate it. And, and it's, an, it's an honor to, to join the show. Um, very, very briefly, uh, I, as, as we were talking off, off camera, um, grew up just north of the Pittsburgh area, uh, not too far from Todd, it sounds like. And and I'd say one one broad theme is is Pittsburgh uh, shaped a lot of who I am and how I think about about business and I think that probably goes a long way about how I think about independent pharmacy, uh, for sure. Uh, I spent most of my career, all of my career in technology, most of my career in health healthcare technology. Uh, I started out actually in cardiology and radiology with a company called Medrad. And Medrad was the market leader in vascular injection systems and software systems. And I I only highlight that uh, because Medrad uh, really taught me a lot about culture and strategy and caring for customers. And and that is a core business model. And uh, I've not seen another company, uh, frankly, until until PioneerX that had the same level of net promoter score and customer uh, customer loyalty that that we we had at Medrad uh, years ago, and Medrad still does. Uh, well over seventy percent NPS. Uh, af- after Medrad, I ran another cardiology business, and and then eventually made my way into pharmacy uh, for the last over the last ten years, and uh, did so uh, with uh, taking a company from McKesson Private, and that was a medication management company. Uh, that was born in Pittsburgh and McKesson had acquired in the 80s. And uh, I partnered with, uh, first time I met uh, the Francisco Partners folks, 
And we took that company private from McKesson and, and really uh, changed the dynamic of that market and that company. And that company was a, a medication cabinet company uh, when, when we took that company private. Okay. And, and really shifted the focus of that company to become an enterprise software company that managed medications across IDNs uh, and the health system landscape and also innovated into uh, IV compounding software and IV robotics. Wow. Um, we ultimately um, sold that company to OmniCell, uh, who's, who's done a tremendous job uh, with that. And since then, I've, I've stayed uh, partnering with Francisco Partners in various uh, pharmacy businesses. Most recently was the co-founder of a company called Trellis RX, and I still chair that board. And Trellis RX was a vision that we had to help health systems uh, compete against the large retail chains to develop their own uh, technology-enabled uh, clinic-based specialty pharmacy uh, programs. And that, that business is doing, doing phenomenally well. And so we we looked at we've been looking at the independent pharmacy market for years, uh, quite honestly, and and we could talk a little bit more about that, and uh, in, in, in as as we continue the discussion. But we we really viewed the independent pharmacy market as one that could benefit from and in, in need of uh, some some real disruption to help change the dynamics. And and we'll talk a lot about that. But there's a lot of what we think we can accomplish uh, with partnering with Pioneer. Well, and uh, that's an impressive background, and, and we're glad to have you working with us on the independent side. So, Jeff, this is your cue. Um, you've got a new boss, and um, you've got a, a, a new runway ahead of you, I guess, with Pioneer. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you see happening in the near-term future that would, uh, would uh, excite your customer base and and I guess both of you, you got any plans that you can share at this point about what you're going to do to help bring more people onto the onto the pioneer side? It's All a right, big so I'm topic, you can handle it. Yeah. So we, just just letting all the listeners know, we we had a conversation before here, and it was amazing. You all missed out. So yeah. maybe maybe next time we'll give you all that. But but one of the things that came up there is, is um, Bruce, uh, his son. That's your son, right, Chris? It uh, is my son wrote a book and, and Bruce sent me uh, that book called The Fix. And I was thanking him earlier for it. it has lots of interesting titles um, to some of the chapters. And, and a lot of those titles, things like um, A New Paradigm and, and Being Remarkable and Pick a Fight and Co-Create. So I, so I think a lot of the themes that are in this book are going to be themes themes for Pioneer. And and one of the things you guys might not have heard is that, and since I'll tell it since y'all didn't get to hear it, is Bruce was really gracious and bragged a little bit about me. But, and, and, and we talked about how like people form together and, and, and Craig in this makes me look like a baby. You take anything you might think that's positive about me and multiply it by 10 and, and that's him. And you just heard the little long, the condensed version, he can condense what he came down to and that's not even half. Um, one of the things that, you may have heard from us say before, and I want to continue to say, Pioneer didn't go out to sell. The Dixons didn't say, hey, we're done. We need to go get rid of this and we're getting out. Really, the management from Pioneer went to the Dixons and said, we think, we we believe in independent pharmacy. We we believe in our mission to save and revitalize them. And we think we're going to, we would benefit from new ownership in order to do that. And we think this would be a 
a good time for you guys to transition. And and they bought it. They talked among themselves. Their first response was, oh, you don't know. You know, we love this thing we made with you. Um, and so we went out and looked some for, we looked for something and somebody that would really help us. Uh, Red, you know, the Red Cell Francisco partners who picked up QS1. We had gotten an opportunity to meet Craig and a, a lady who's not on here uh, named Francis. Both just superheroes, right? People that make you feel like sidekicks. And, and, and really realizing that not only just them, but the Francisco partners was kind of that there, what they've done in healthcare, their belief in that, that everybody's got to be happy, that you, you have to have, if you, if you have a company and you suck a market dry, at the end of that, you might have a company that has some profits, but you don't have a future. And, and if you look at how companies are valued, their values based on profits and multipliers and multipliers are based on future. And for us to be successful, Independent pharmacy has to have a future, right? And and you start singing, you know, you hear the the uh, the, the the gospel choir comes out, starts singing the song, and you say, okay, yeah, we're going to do this together. And so uh, we're excited. Well, and and I'm excited to have you and and Craig on the on the line with me today. So I, I don't think there's any question that the future of pharmacy is as I have named my podcast at a crossroads. Um, you know, one of the things that that I sometimes say to people to to kind of startle them or whatever, but it's a statistical fact, and I'm not a great statistician, but half of the pharmacies are below average. Mm -hmm. And, you know, finding ways to help uh, the bottom half of this industry uh, pick up the speed and uh, and get on board with, uh, uh, you know, operating more efficiently. Uh, finding ways to attract patients who are having their prescriptions filled elsewhere and finding ways to generate revenue that's not directly associated with dispensing are critical things. Have you got anything along those lines that, that you're particularly excited about that you'd want to share with, uh, with our listeners today? Um, I've got a couple thoughts. Um, Jeff's obviously far more knowledgeable uh, than I am uh, at the moment on, on a lot of this. Um, and But I'd say the first thing they can do, and you're going to see a lot of the information um, come out, and we're, we're, we're excited to work with CPSN and, and NCPSN, NCPA, but uh, I think when you actually start combing through the analysis, Practice like the Pioneer customers do. They're, they're yeah. above average pharmacies. It's, yeah. it's really, really not more complicated than that. Uh, uh, em emulate what those pharmacies are doing. We've got an obligation, I think, um, particularly now with, with our scale to, to help uh, and spread that word and, and be, be the gospel singers for, for the key elements of that. But, but that's a, that's a lot of, I think, what our core strategy is. And it's in core strategy it doesn't have to be overly complicated. It's do the basics really, really well. And don't forget them. You know, one of the things that really um, drew us to pioneer in particular was the clarity of purpose. Uh, you know, I, I, I think if, if you synthesize what, what uh, Jeff and pioneer team have done, it's, uh, save and revitalize independent pharmacy is a clear mission that never gets uh, confused. Uh, two, uh, awesome innovation. And three, a great support model. That can be extended to every pharmacy that's our customers, quite, quite, 
quite honestly. And so I'd, I'd highlight that we're working, we're doing a ton when we can talk uh, throughout this about some of the things I know uh, the Pioneer team's coming out with on the Pioneer platform over the next couple of months. We're also going to be doing a lot of work to try to leverage the network uh, that we have now. I mean, we've got over 9,500 pharmacies, and I think it's it's an obligation of ours to start providing services uh, that help pharmacies grow revenue and and optimize cost structure. Uh, quite honestly, and so you you should expect to see a lot of those things coming from us over the next several quarters. But I'll, I'll defer to Jeff on on a lot of this as well. Yeah, Jeff, you fill in any blanks, or you want to add yeah, I, something different? So you know, a couple things. One of those is that. Chaos is a time where smart people make money. Yeah. And lots of pioneer pharmacies are doing really, really well. Guess what? You know, 450 something people opened up brand new pharmacies last year on Pioneer X. And, and if somebody has, and these are, a lot of them are existing Pioneer X customers, right? So if somebody who's running a business says, I'm going to open up another one of these. Yeah it's probably not hurting as bad as you think. And so there's a group of pharmacies that are doing very well. They're, they're working locally. They figured out how to listen locally, how to solve local problems. They're working with public health um, and, and they're doing things that are bigger. They're doing a lot of vaccinations. They're doing vaccination clinics. They figured out their niche of how they're not just a dispensing model, how they're actually serving a community. And exactly what Craig said, we've got to figure out how to help other people be that. And even a step more, these people are busy. We got to help them do that with software. Yep. We've got to almost help them do that accidentally, right? Because yeah. where the point of sale clerk does it accidentally, I don't have to make people do things. You know, we've got, and, and that's something you can do with software that you can't do otherwise. You, the thing you hear every day, independent pharmacies like herding cats. Well, if you're going to herd cats, if you were inclined to do something like that, probably a good way to start with, figure out some kind of technology, right? Yeah. And, and, and so technology is what's got to do it. We're really positive about the opportunities. COVID's brought a lot of opportunities. Um, and, and hey, we have some people who's going to invest in things. And, and so one of the things, there was another private equity play that happened in, in the pharmacy world. And I don't think, it wasn't a success in my opinion to pharmacy. Matter of fact, the most system we've converted this year have been from, from that experiment. And, and, and one of the things I believe they did wrong was turn in. And, and we're going to the opposite. We're going to turn out. So I, I look at one of the topics here, co-create number eight, right, in, in the, the book Fix by Chris <laughs> Neal. It's a great um, plug for my son. Thanks. Um, Thanks and, and, and so one of the things we're going to do is when it's clinical stuff, we're not going to do clinical in spite of CPSN. CPSN has actually turned a road. They have over 100 contracts. We're going to work with CPSN and, and the people have already been doing this for multiple years. And, 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 and we're going to use that to help pharmacy become more clinical and work through them to be more successful. I'm not going to do this by myself or, or Craig's not going to do this by himself. We're going to do it with them. Well, and, you know, that that brings up a subject that I, I want to ask gently, but um you know, Craig mentioned 9,500 pharmacies. Uh, that means you've got more customers than any other pharmacy technology company, uh, at least pharmacy management system, and more customers than any of the wholesalers. And you've got a network, and there's a value in a network. Do you, do you see uh, the ability to go to uh, uh, 
non-traditional payers of some sort and and pitch the network and as a performance network or something like that is that in the cards absolutely, absolutely. but but we're going to do that with cpsn okay and we're going to be encouraging more of our customers to be in cpsn because the, the value that cpsn plays is this ability to negotiate together this clinical integration um Craig, did you have something? Yeah, no, I, I yeah, yes is the short answer, and the the longer answer is when I, when I think about this, the the at the end of the day, we need to figure out how to bring more revenue into in independent pharmacy, and that comes through uh, how do you bring in more patients, and how do you bring in more value per patient, and there are fundamentally two areas to go get that from the manufacturers and and the payers, and I think it, it's it's on us. To figure out how to how to do that um, uh, for the independent pharmacy market and, and with independent pharmacy, and a lot of that is not only going to be us going out and working with with those folks, but it's also going to be us through software making sure that we're measuring what what we all think is really going on in independent pharmacy, which is fantastic clinical care. We, we've got to be willing to measure that together with CPSN and, and with, with our customers and take those great outcomes back to those groups right. and show them why they're, they're missing out by not, not providing more patients and more dollars in, into independent pharmacy because ultimately it's going to save the whole country uh, a lot of money, uh, quite frankly. That's also going to have to take the form not only uh, across 9,500 pharmacies, but it, it's going to be on a, a localized level where you've got concentrations of pharmacies that I think we can we can help help nurture those discussions and, and expansion to narrow network works, et cetera. But th that's got to be core to our strategy. Yeah. Well, and oh, go ahead, Jeff. No, I think and one of the things you heard Craig say is and, and, and which is going to be some. Hey, this is weird, right? Hey, guess what? The PBMs, not necessarily the enemy. The payers, not necessarily the enemy. They have things that they want, right? What does the PBM want? The PBM wants great star ratings. Yeah. Right? Are, are you helping them with that? They're not, PBMs aren't putting people through narrow networks because they want, don't like independence and they, they, they want to shut down family businesses. They're putting them through narrow networks because they think they do a better job of, of getting them their Part D bonuses and, and getting the things they're interested in. We have to change the paradigm that if we can help enough other people get what they want, said my hero, Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar's my, my, right? my grew up on Zig. So. Then we can get what we want. And, and yeah. so really what you see a recipe of success for us, and this is something that Craig's believed in through his entire career, is it's just a formula. We got to go find who are the players, Help them get what they want, and miraculously, we'll get what we want. And we put them on the other side, and they're the enemy, and they're just trying to cause me to have less money and this kind of stuff. We've got to reshape that. We've got to really sit back, breathe, and say, hey, what do you really want, and why is this going on? Because you're trying to be successful just like we are, and let's help you get you what you want, and I bet you'll do the same for us. Well, that's a, that's a powerful pitch, and and probably one that most people wouldn't have expected to hear. But uh, you know, to, just to clarify that, the role of the PBMs has never been the problem. It's been some of the tactics and techniques. Yeah. And if if we can figure out how to 
help them see a better way or help them accomplish what they're looking for in a better way, that's fine. And and I'm on the side of rooting for some of the smaller uh, pharmacy-owned PBMs to be able to grow and, and capture more market share. I think there's a huge opportunity there. And and I know you've done that with your company uh, in, in the past and would challenge more companies to figure out how to you know, to uh, look at their healthcare benefit program and find a way to deal with a PBM that's uh, a, a little bit more uh, in tune with what we're trying to do. Well, you if, got any a, comments on that? If a payer decided tomorrow that they're better off with their patients being an independent pharmacy, you think they could move them there? Yeah. I think they could. I think they could too. I think they have the power to move them. If, if, if United or... or one of these big health or Blue Cross decided that, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield, let's say, of, of some Louisiana decided, hey, our patients are our situation is better off if the half the pharmacies in the state that are on Pioneer were preferred. You think they could do it? And I think they would. And so if we could figure out more formulas, and maybe this example or that example is a bad example, but we really need to look for more things like that where we can come together to solve people's problems. And, and not be afraid of whose problems we're trying to solve. Let's just try to solve problems. Well, I, I, I've got to ask the question. So Red Sale has purchased uh, QS1, I guess Smith Technologies to be technically correct, and um, Pioneer RX. What, uh, what do you have to say to customers on both sides of those acquisitions about how the, the new uh, entity is going to help them and how you're going to be able to uh, uh, stay separate and distinct and move forward in different ways. Well, we, we also, yeah, we also have, have Integra in, in the family uh, as, as well. And so long-term care as an example of that is, is a very important segment uh, for us. And, and so the, the, the first thing I'd say is um, welcome to the, to the family. We, we, we now have the best technology in the market and uh, and we also have a commitment to invest uh, more and more aggressively than anybody else in that in that market. The other thing I'd, I'd say is, regardless, and and I'll, I'll be be very forthright. You know, when when you look forward, um, and I've I've said this on on many customer calls uh, on the QS1 side as well. When you, when you look forward to the next couple of years. Uh, Pioneer RX in the community in the community market will will be the the go forward platform long term. And however, we are very much investing in QS1, and we're not going to strand anybody uh, in that. But but we want to be honest with 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 that reality. The third piece is we're also investing an entirely new uh, net new platform for the long term care market, um, and we'll continue to ag aggressively do that. What I get really excited about is what we can do across. Uh, across the platforms, when when you when you look at the technology that we're bringing to bear, uh, you know, Jeff and the Pioneer team are doing some really amazing work. When you think of uh, patient engagement platforms and RX Local and and the RX Local app uh, as as an example, and I see an ability to to span that across the whole portfolio. I see it's an ability to be able to take advantage of a lot of these network services that we're talking about. Uh, and extend those across the entire portfolio. Um, but first and foremost, um, we're going to make sure we we respect the, respect the entire customer base, and we'll encourage everybody to make sure they're they're adopting the best practices in pharmacy. Uh, but we're going to we're going to support the, the whole landscape. And more importantly, uh, when you look at what 
with the pioneer teams coming out with and the collective red cells coming out with, I'd, I'd sit here today and say, there isn't a company that's investing even half of what uh, we're investing uh, in this space. And they're going to continue to invest in this space. We think we can outrun the markets, the honest, the honest, honest view. And I'm happy to do that with Jeff. <laughs> and let me say, let me say this is, is almost as a request, but also as a, is a, a hope that Jeff will share some insight. The, I, I remember meeting Jeff, it's got to be 2011, maybe 2010, at the first NCPA meeting he came to in Nashville and uh, marveled at, uh, at the innovation that they were bringing to the marketplace. And as I recall, they had people lined up uh, at the booth to find out what they were doing. A very successful product launch. Uh, but then the thing that that he did that that I find absolutely amazing is he found ways to to sponsor and get involved and support the organizations, and and I know over the years, uh, uh, Pioneer RX has spent a lot of money uh, sponsoring initiatives, sponsoring uh, uh, pr programs, and and clearly putting Jeff on the stage in a national presence. And, and I don't know many people uh, who are better on stage than Jeff. And, and I guess I would wonder is, is, can we count on that continuing? And Jeff, will next time we come to a meeting and there are actually people there, will we see you speaking? So I, I tell you, it's a, it's a, I enjoy it. Um, I was in speaking in high school and uh, did some in college, public speaking. I, I enjoy getting up in front of a group. It's a lot of work. Um, it may look easy, but it's not. <laughs> it's not, yeah. But no, I, 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 uh, I, I enjoy uh, motivational type. I, I tell you my, and we can, we can say this here. So my life goal is to have a speech with a gospel choir. I want a gospel choir to come. <laughs> so we're gonna see, I'm, I'm gonna put that together at some point. It, it probably PDS is probably the perfect place for it. So well, what's the, let me what's throw the it. topic gonna be for that, Jeff? Let, let I don't me know. see it's if I can. Motivational. I'm, I'm I can use some like, influence and get the Mormon Tabernacle Choir to work yeah. with you. So right, right now I'm thinking, rise up. You know, we will rise, <laughs> up, rise to the day. I just, just, I just, you know. So that kind of that whole motivational thing, the whole pump up, get cra get crazy. Well, good. And so, you know, we're we're coming up on our half hour time frame here. Uh, Craig, you first. Jeff, I'll leave you the last word. Um, anything you want to say to our listeners to motivate them, inspire them, uh, assure them that things are going to get better. Just give us your best shot as to uh, how the future is going to be bright. Well, you know, back when I was at Medrad, the CEO there taught me a lesson in life that things were never as bad as when things are bad, they're never as bad as you think they are. And things are good. They're never, never quite as good. We're, we're in a bit of a, at a tough time, but I think Jeff highlighted a point that's so important right now, which is during all of this 450, just in the, on the pioneer platform, 450 new businesses were started. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. How much confidence do you have to have not only in your business, but the country to say during the, the global pandemic, I'm gonna launch a new business. I think that also says how important the work is. And, and to me, I, I take it back a little bit to when I started, I said I was, I was from Pittsburgh. I, I, it's, it's not a small point uh, on me and, and Todd being from Pittsburgh will we'll appreciate this. The Pittsburgh has a history of a lot of small businesses and a lot of businesses when the steel mill was going out and then having to, having to re rebirth an industry in Pittsburgh. 
I look at independent pharmacy and say, not only is it exciting, it's necessary for the whole country. And, and we're coming out of a pandemic. And I actually think what the pandemic did, among other things, was create a platform for independent pharmacies to be more successful than if you had to rewound the clock two years ago than what I ever thought could be uh, coming into 2021. And I'm just looking forward to just be, being a small a small part of it and 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 helping to do what we can to, to make our customers as successful as they can. But I, I, I'm not quite as motivational as Jeff yet. I got I got some work to do on that one. Well, I, uh, so in my, I, and personally, and, and it may be, some of it has to do with the opportunity just to work with amazing people like Craig and and, and, and just kind of grow myself. But I have, in my life, I have never been more excited than I am today. I've never been more excited about an independent pharmacy than I am today. So some of that causes me not to sleep very much, but it's a great thing and we're gonna do cool stuff. We can't do it by ourselves. So what, what I hope is that anybody listening to this takes a moment and rededicates themselves to changing to happen because they change. And, and, and we can, we're here to help them. They got the tools and stuff to help them make that change and help them get to be where those people we talk about who are super successful, but um, let's all get excited about it. Uh, amen. May I say, um, thank you I, I, both. I think there should have been a gospel. You got the wire. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been wonderful to meet you both. I appreciate your candor. I would say, uh, Friday, I am doing another podcast with uh, Jason Dykstra, who has opened his second from scratch pharmacy. Uh, we're doing a grand opening uh, with him um, in a little town not far from where I live, and he's a big pioneer fan. So um, you've got a bunch of them out there. You've got some notable competition, some people who are accomplishing other things and remarkable in the industry. And, and I, uh, I, I'm just glad to know you and, um, and be able to watch from the sidelines some of the things that you're doing. So chapter four, be remarkable. Yeah, be remarkable. <laughs> uh, the inside joke there, everybody, is my son has written a book and I, uh, I proudly sent a copy of it to Jeff and, uh, He's actually opened it and looked at it, which is the ultimate compliment. So thank you for that. Hey, Bruce, thank you for all you're doing. I want to do this just because of you, I, all your travels, all the little, you've done tons of stuff in your career. And I just, I appreciate it. I like you and I appreciate you doing this and, and, and working with Todd and, and making the more stuff for independent pharmacy. Well, we got a noble cause that we're all working towards. And yeah. at the end of the day, I've always thought people need better care and uh, pharmacies can help provide that. So God bless you all. And thanks from Pharmacy Crossroads. Uh, we're signing out and uh, hope to hear you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pharmacy Crossroads. If you're interested in talking with Bruce, please contact the show. Visit PharmacyCrossroads.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.